Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Welcome everyone, I'm PJ McShane from the University of Texas Health Science Center in Tyler, Texas. I'm here with my colleagues, Dr. Greg Tino and Dr. Ashwin Basabaraj. We are talking about neutrophil elastase inhibition therapy in patients with non-cystic fibrosis bronchiectasis. So this is a new era, and we think that based on uh, early phase two trials, that there is a role for neutrophil elastase inhibition in bronchiectasis patients. So I'm going to ask Dr. Tino first, what would be the clinical benefit um, for initiating this therapy in your patients who have bronchiectasis? Uh, Thanks, PJ. So as as you two know, and as any of our colleagues who take care of bronchiectasis patients know, one of the most challenging aspects of their care is treating frequent exacerbations, which we know uh, has adverse impact in the long term. Frequent exacerbations beget more exacerbations, adversely impact impact quality of life. So, So having a medication, an antineutrophil medication, for example, that that reduces those exacerbation would have really just a wonderful salutary effect on our patients. And we do have some data um, of uh, an anti-human neutrophil elastase medication that was studied in a a phase two clinical trial called the Willow trial that actually showed that it positively impacted and reduces the rate of exacerbation uh, and the total number of exacerbations in patients who were treated with, with the drug. Dr. Basavaraj, we want to hear what you think. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything Greg said. Um, I think, you know, some of the benefits of uh, anti-neutrophil therapies are improving quality of life of patients, reducing symptoms, uh, as we mentioned, reducing exacerbations. But with that comes a potential reduction in antibiotic use, right? A lot of these patients with exacerbations get frequent antibiotics and, you know, uh, with resistance that can develop with that. So uh, with the use of anti-neutrophil therapies, can we can we reduce that? Um, and steroids also are often used in patients with exacerbations, um, which comes along with uh, you know, side effects for prolonged use. So, um, you know, with the you know um, use of anti-neutrophil therapies, can we also reduce the side effects with with prolonged steroid use? Um, as Greg mentioned, there has been phase two data um, that has um, you know shown benefit, and you know recently there was a phase three study um, on anti-neutrophil therapies that that closed out. So we're we're excited to see you know the results of that and see if there's Uh, potentially uh, a new medication in the pipeline to really target inflammation. One of the things that I think of uh, when when we may soon have a drug that is um, indicated for patients with frequent exacerbations is that we have to make sure these patients really know what bronchiectasis exacerbations are um, so they're really reporting them and so that we can capture the patients who are going to be right for this drug. Um, So I hope that, you know, that as we sort of, uh, educate our colleagues uh, throughout the country that that people will be putting some time into teaching their patients what the exacerbation is, so we can capture everyone who is going to be right for this drug. PJ, with all the with when there are new therapies, there's always a concern about potential downsides. Do you have any poten- potential concerns related to the use of anti-neutrophil therapy? Well, initially from the animal trials, I think there was a concern about skin adverse events and um, gum gingivitis type gum mm-hmm. disease. Um, I think that has not uh, ended up to be as big of a concern as we feared it would have been from the phase two trial data, but it certainly is an important um, aspect that we need to follow these patients. And then again, 
as uh, was mentioned earlier, this phase three trial, the Aspen trial, will provide more information about the potential adverse effects that we need to look out for. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a large trial, multinational trial. So I think uh, I think we're going to mine lots of good data, but not only potential efficacy, but also potential downsides. You know, as I think about anti-neutrophil therapy in general, um, anti-inflammatory therapy. You know, the the question that comes up is, could we impact the natural history of bronchiectasis? Right by reducing inflammation at its yeah. core, do we have an ability to to change the natural history and and uh, prevent progression and prevent uh, the progression of symptoms, prevent radiographic disease, et cetera, et cetera? What do you folks think? Yeah, I think um, you know as we know, we talk about the vicious cycle and the vicious vortex uh, and bronchiectasis, and this might be a a, a new uh, you know medication that we can use to try to break the vortex. Right, so can we prevent this? Um, you know, repeated inflammation and bronchiectasis and further damage with the use of anti-neutrophil therapy. I think um, it's very exciting to see if that will, you know, prevent this perpetuation of, of you know, inflammation and infection that, you know, these patients often face. And that obviously will take quite a while to, to sort out, but, but I, think, um, I think that would be a very important area to look at from, a, from an academic perspective as well. Thank you both. That was a great discussion. So Ashwin, do you want to summarize? Sure, PJ. Uh, so we spoke about anti-inflammatory therapies, uh, potential ones for bronchiectasis um, that are being actively studied. Um, you know, these therapies uh, have the potential to reduce symptoms, uh, reduce bronchiectasis exacerbations, and improve quality of life uh, uh, for our patients. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with, with any new therapies, there are always side effects to, to be uh, aware about. Um, so uh, we have to see what uh, these clinical trials show um, and potentially, you know, could these be used in our patients with bronchiectasis? I think we have to wait and see. Well, thank you so much, everyone. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.